Morning, everybody. If I could wave a magic wand and change one thing that would help more people move house more easily than anything else, it would be this. It would be to wave a magic wand so that everyone that had to move house and everyone involved in the process, including most estate agents, would actually understand the point of estate agents and what they do. Because almost everybody, including most, but not all, estate agents, significantly underestimate the difficulty of the job, the importance of the job, and the value of the job. And the big mistake is this. Everybody thinks that what estate agents do is sell houses, and that is wrong. They don't sell houses. Estate agents move people from one part of their life to another, and they've got to synchronize two different groups of people to move at the same time for one house to be sold because they've got to facilitate the legal departure of the owner of a house and the arrival of a new party into that house. The property doesn't change. The property doesn't move. The property's got very little to do with it, in fact when it comes to getting these transactions to happen. Getting a property transaction to happen has very little to do with the property itself and has everything to do with the life circumstances of the people involved. I'll give you a scenario. And, and this is all also why it's got nothing to do with house values either. Actually moving, people need to move because of I mean, right now, February is the number one month of the year when people are moving because of divorce. So you know, somebody who's selling a house because of divorce has a different set of factors and motivations from someone who's selling a house because of probate or because someone's died or because someone has to change jobs or because they're having a family. And it is the difference in these reasons for sale that affect how quickly a transaction can be put together. Because what agents do is they sort of match the circumstances of the seller with the circumstances of the buyer. And when they get that right is when you get a smooth transaction. And everyone loves to hate estate agents. And plenty of them do the job so badly that, that I get why a lot of people are deeply frustrated. But the problem you've got to remember is this. Nobody made anybody choose a bad agent. And bad agents only exist because we keep choosing them. Let that sink in. Bad agents only exist and continue to, to run their businesses in a way that doesn't benefit the customers, but does benefit them because we choose them. Now, why do we choose bad agents? Because most people, especially first-time sellers, think, well, anyone can sell a house. You just whack it on the internet, the buyer comes along, and that's it. And that is the biggest and honestly the most foolish mistake any seller can make. And yet, most sellers make that mistake. And the proof of that is the amount of market share of houses on the market that bad agents have and how few houses on the market the really good agents have. And there are lots of reasons. There's no single reason for this. But I'm going to give you a scenario that, that I've had recently. I get these scenarios every single day. I get messages every single day from both buyers and sellers saying, this is my situation and I don't know what to do. 
And when you imagine that scenario, right, that, that scenario of a mover not knowing what to do in their situation has nothing to do with the property. The situation has to do with the circumstances of one or both parties. So here's one that just plucking randomly from memory. There's a seller and they've got two offers on their property. One is cash and it's 5% lower than the other one that's with a mortgage. And this seller needs to move on and buy the next house. Now, the two big questions are, the, the cash buyer can buy more quickly and put the seller into a position where they can then go and buy the next house, but it's not enough money because it's 5% less than the first time buyer mortgage offer that they've got. But will the seller of the house that they want to buy wait for them to make up their mind? Will the seller of the house that they want to buy have an input about whether they take the cash offer or the first time buyer offer? Why do they, the first time buyer offer is more and allows them to make an accepted offer on the next house. But the first time buyer might get a down valuation or might not get their mortgage or might change their mind. A, a very high number of first time buyers have an offer accepted, embark on the process and then change their minds. Now, in the last two minutes of what I've just said, how much has anything I've said had to do with the property? Zero. It's zero. And for the person selling the house because they want to buy the next one and they've got this choice of two offers, what's their house worth? Is it worth what the first time buyer is offering? Or is it worth what the cash buyer is offering? Hmm? What's it worth? It varies. And, and that seller, if they didn't, they weren't against the clock and there wasn't time pressure on their move to the next house, then they could probably say, well, actually, we can, you know, we can take a different view on this. So the house then transacts or maybe transacts at a different price or maybe it doesn't because maybe it falls through. So how much do you put, how much value do you put on the certainty of a bid? How much value do you put on the time of a bid? Because if it affects whether or not you get to secure that next house that you want or not, what does it matter what any of these houses are worth if you can't get the transactions to actually go through because of timing issues? Now, all this is just one little anecdotal scenario I'm giving you. And the point I'm trying to make is that the real skill and art of great estate agency is down to managing those human situations, those people situations. And it's incredibly difficult to be done well. Now, how do you know if you've got a good estate agent as a seller? Well, have they got your property under offer with competing bids in under four weeks? If they have, they're a really good agent, especially in this market. If you haven't got your property under offer within four weeks, you don't have a good enough agent. They might be very nice. You might even trust them, but they might have an experience level problem or a competency issue. I mean, there are plenty of trustworthy but incompetent agents. And there are plenty of the way around who are competent agents, but they're not trustworthy. And if you think about how many different parties the agents are talking to, the buyer, the seller, the solicitors, the other solicitors, the, 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 the lenders, the, the surveyors, all of these guys, and all of them 
Every single person involved in that transaction has an input, has an influence on whether it happens or not. So hating estate agents is just about, I'm talking about having that as an attitude. I am not defending the indefensible conduct of many agents. But it's a question of hating, don't hate the players, hate the game. Because the game as it's played relies on the fact that agents can't be honest with sellers because if they do, if they are honest with sellers, then sellers don't choose them. So the problem actually lies, the, 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 the industry's biggest problem lies with sellers not understanding why their choice of agent is critically important. And number two, not understanding how to go about choosing that agent. And the question I get all the time is, okay, Charlie, so how do I choose an agent then? And this is, there is no straightforward, this, 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 and you'll get the great agent. Because it's a bit like each different seller, each different person, personality, situation, scenario, age group, demographic, will actually probably need to work with a different agent because the functioning factor in that choice is the quality of the working relationship with your agent because you as a seller, you and the agent are a team. Now, if you hate estate agents and think they're a necessary evil, you're going to batter them over the head on fee, choose the cheapest agent, make unreasonable demands and think that it's okay to treat them like that because they're only an estate agent. And that's a huge, huge, huge mistake. And you might as well take a gun out, point it at your foot and blow a hole in it. Imagine the scenario where you're a seller and you've finally got the house under offer and you've been going through the transaction for four or five months and then the sale falls through and you find out that it was for a reason that if the estate agent had done their job properly, they could have picked that reason up right at the beginning. I, I know personally of, of, of a situation where exactly that happened. Someone I know selling a house, got the house sold. At the very end, there was, a, there was an issue that was discovered in the conveyancing that could have been known at the beginning. The agent should have known it and didn't. So, you know, you cannot. So the point I'm making is this. All estate agents, all estate agents do a difficult and very important job. All estate agents do a difficult and important job. Most of them are very nice people making a living. Very few of them really understand it, really understand what it takes to be a great agent. It is incredibly difficult and hard. And this is why there are so many rubbish agents out there, because you get a lot of new entries. You think, well, how hard can it be? How hard can it be? It's just, and, and you see agents who actually manage to make a business out of talking people into going on with them, putting up the market, sitting back and waiting for inquiries and right move and wondering why it takes six months to get an offer and then wondering why it falls through three months later. And somehow these agents scrape by because even those people as agents don't understand the importance, the complexity and the value of being a good agent. I mean, the biggest giveaway of an agent not understanding how important their job is, is when they say, oh, I've got the lowest fee. When I hear an agent say, my fee is the lowest fee, I hear... I don't understand my own job. Okay, this is why 
I am always a proponent of when you find an agent you trust, who's competent, you pay the fee they ask, you don't knock them down, and a really good agent should be charging <clears throat> between one and a half and two percent because if it gets you sold in four weeks and that deal goes through, they are worth every penny and it's still the lowest fees of agents of, of agents of most countries. We have the lowest fees here even at that rate. So the point of this video is that sellers more than anyone need to understand your choice of agent is important. And by the way, if you're a seller in this market, choose your conveyancer first. Say you want to convey and get a conveyancer that's contract ready. Make sure you choose your own. Do not end up choosing a conveyancer that the estate agent recommends. There are exceptions to that. If you've got an agent that you really know is the best and you trust them and they've got someone they've worked with for a long time, they have a personal relationship with them and they say, this is a great conveyancer who I work with all my clients because they're so good, then you should go with that conveyancer if they have a good functioning relationship with the agent. Otherwise, if you're going through big corporate agents, they say, yeah, use one of our, don't, don't use that, guys. You need to make your own choice of conveyancer. Then you need to go to agents and you want to be looking past all the typical cliche things people think about and talk about with agents, you want to look past that and go, is this someone who really instills me the confidence that they know what they're doing? They are, an ex they are really an experienced agent and they're someone that's going to not let me down. Do, do I really have trust in their professionalism? Not how nice are they? You know, how nice an agent is, is very much a secondary consideration. First of all is, how professional are they? How professional has that agent been when they're talking to you? Have they slagged off other agents? They're not professional. That is a weak move from an agent to slag off other agents, right? A really professional agent will, first of all, spend more time listening to what you've got to say than, than talking to you. Secondly, will never be as unprofessional as to, to actually slag off any of their competitors. Um, but we'll answer your questions in a way that you'll think, hang on, they're listening to me. They're listening to my circumstances. They understand why, why this move is important to me personally, because of my children, because of my marriage, because of my parents, because of my job. They get the context of my move. That's what you want to know. And you don't want an agent that sits there just pitching you. We've got this tech and this website. And we're on all the websites. All that shit that they tell you that's off scripted bullshit presentations is just guff that they know uninitiated sellers will buy and lap up and go, oh, really? Oh, right. Okay, really? Oh, you're all those websites. So 13 million views a month. Oh, wow. Oh, you've got thousands of buyers. Have you? Oh, you've got offices all over the country. None of that fucking matters. None of that fucking matters. What matters is, is that a human being sitting opposite you in your living room looks you in the eye and says, this is a difficult market. I will not leave you and I will get this done for you. I will stick through no matter what it takes. And I have a strategy that gets you competing buyers, okay? If an agent doesn't have a very convincing strategy for getting competing buyers that is different from what other agents say, they're, they're an average agent. They might be all right, but they're an average agent. I, you know, it staggers me that some agents think, oh yeah, it takes three or four months to find a buyer. No, that just means you're really not a good agent if that's the case. It's funny, this is a very vague and nebulous subject to talk about, but 
having spent 25 years with estate agents as clients and having seen the spectrum of good and bad and ugly and indifferent and amazing, if, if all movers knew what I knew about estate agents, you would choose your agents so carefully. And as buyers, you would also treat the agents with much higher levels of, of, of courtesy and respect than happens because it's in your own interest to do so. Being rude to an estate agent is a really foolish mistake to make, whether you're a buyer or a seller, right? If you're a seller and you're rude to your agent, then you're just demoralizing and demotivating them. They're going to leave your house on the shelf and go and sell the house of other people that are nicer to them. And if you're a buyer and you're, you know, and you're rude or, or offensive or discourteous to your agent, do you think they're going to recommend your offer when you make it? You know, if you, if you insult or offend and people do it all the time. I mean, this is one of the reasons that I defend good agents because I have spent, I mean, I used to spend five days a week for years and years and years in estate agency offices around the country. And I witnessed just, I witnessed everything. I, you know, people in tears a lot of the time, movers in tears because deals are falling through, buyers walking off the street, how agents react to them. Sometimes I was I was meeting potentially new clients of estate agents, they weren't clients yet, and I witnessed just shockingly bad Con, uh, a treatment of these agents. So, yeah, change is coming. That's a really good point. Being rude to an estate agent is like being rude to a waiter before your food has arrived at your table. Yeah, you want to check inside that burger if you've been rude to your waiter. <laughs> Sorry. So, guys, this is just a it's a bit of a vague, nebulous ramble, but I think it's worth bearing in mind in this market. Because if you need to move, buyer or seller or both, you need to treat your agent really, really well. Choose them well. Like, really, really choose them well. Um, you need to treat them well. You need to work with them. You need to befriend them and be a team if you're a seller. Because it is hard. What you've both got to go through together is hard. And you and your agent won't get what you want until the very end. They don't get anything unless you move. And you don't get the move unless they help you get there. So you are a team. So don't be adversarial with your agent. Absolutely do call them out if you're not happy with them. Talk to them. Just talk to your agent. If your agent's not returning your calls, when you call them as a seller, go, hi, I'm a seller, I want to talk to them, and they're not returning your calls, you're not with the right agent. Good agents will value their seller relationships very much. But if you have signed a long-term sole agency lock-in and you're not happy with your agent, you don't have to wait till the end of it. Ask them to release you. Just say, I know you don't have to release me, but please could you release me because you're not getting me any viewings and I've lost faith in you. I don't want to work with you anymore. Just ask them, push if they don't say yes to begin with. Don't accept substandard estate agency. And when you find a good agent, if you know a good agent, if you're watching this as someone who's thinking, yeah, Charlie, I now know what you mean because I found a great agent. Make sure that all your friends and family know of an outstanding agent. Make sure you say, listen, I thought they were all the same. I used this, this one agency or this person, and they really did look after me. Generally speaking, but not always, and that's why I cannot make this, I cannot make a blanket declaration on this. Generally speaking, the large corporations who lock you into long sole agency contracts do not care about you and your move as much as an owner, manager, self-employed estate agent does for lots of reasons. 
But there are exceptions. And occasionally, you will get the manager of a large corporate agency branch who is an outstanding individual and who you should choose to sell your house, despite the fact they work for a despicable corporation, perhaps. This is why I can never say, don't use corporates, do use small guys, because there are there are bad agents among small guys too. But one of the better large corporations put out some data recently. I'm not going to say who they are because I don't think it helps. Less than 10% of the properties they sell get sold within the first few weeks. And they're one of the better agents. And this is because of overpricing. So I'm going to wrap this up with this. Choose your agent like your move and your future depends on it because it does. And don't overprice. Don't overprice. No one thinks they're overpricing. Everybody does. Everybody is overpricing. And remember that your asking price does not determine the final sale price. If your asking price is too high, you won't sell at all. If your asking price is mm, not too high, but a little bit high, you're going to struggle to sell. If your asking price in this difficult market is apparently good value, lower than others, you will get competing buyers. And only by getting competing buyers will you get the best price for your house. If you are a buyer out there looking to try and get a, a, a better deal, the properties that have been sitting on the market for three, four, five, six months, among those ones are the bargains, right? Where the seller has just got to the end of their tether and just wants to sell. And it's maybe only one in 10 of them, you know, but they are in there. They're not all like that at all. And many of those sellers will sit there and just refuse to drop their price for whatever reasons. They might have their reasons, right? But among those dusty old stale listings on the shelf that you're thinking, ah, must be something wrong with them. And you're not even inquiring. That's where the gems might be. The gem of a deal where your situation and that seller situation might just line up and a deal will be done. I've seen that happen so many times where agents go, I never thought we were going to sell that property. Have a great one. I've got to go. I'm in London. Don't forget tonight, nine o'clock. Stig, actually, to be honest, I was out with him last night, feeling a little fluffy in the head this morning, must be said. I got stinked last night. Um, very much looking forward to this evening's uh, live stream at 9pm, where we will be talking about, amongst other things, the fact that I won my bet and he's lost. I, I'm going to be milking that because that doesn't happen often, right? I'm going to be milking that on tonight's video. Um, and three eyes we're going to be talking about. Intelligence, as in artificial intelligence. Interest rates, as in you know what interest rates are. And inflation, um, amongst other things. The state of the nation. Um, it's going to be fun. Thanks for watching. Please share this video with anyone you know who's moving house or needs to move house. Please, 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 please. And if you're an agent watching this um, and I don't know you and you want to join my private WhatsApp group of agents who do think like this and agents who are outstanding, I've got a fantastic WhatsApp group just of agents. It's a safe private space where agents from around the country are just sharing stories about what's going well, what's not going well, how they're getting on and, and sharing fantastic ideas with each other about how to compete against overpricing agents. Um, so let me know if you want to join that WhatsApp group. Get in touch with me on LinkedIn or Best Agent Boss on X. Um, find me, Charlie Lambden. You'll find me. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. See you soon. Bye-bye.